All right, I want to welcome everybody to the very first North of 18th podcast. Uh, we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about Chicago sports, actually mostly about Chicago sports. Uh, and exactly like our name says, we're going to talk about sports that are happening north of 18th Street. So sorry if you are a truth Southsider. You... Yeah, what is south of 18th Street anyways? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what is south of 18th Street. That's a good point. So that's what we're going to talk about. My name is David and my good friend Matt is on with us. And What up, uh, everybody? We are going to take you guys through some of the good and bad that happened in week one of last week and then talk a little bit about the Cubs and going into the fall, what, what we're excited about. So we are excited to be doing this. And uh, just to kind of take a step back, uh, when we were trying to think of this podcast's name, uh, we were throwing around all sorts of Chicago nicknames and area codes and and really what what i think we came up with is we're huge chicago sports fans but do not follow the south side baseball team whatever their name is so we decided to take everything north of 18th street starting with soldier field going all the way up to wrigley so that is uh that's the plan for today i'm I actually live down in Austin, keep in touch with, with Matt, and he keeps me abreast of everything going on in, in the 312. And why don't you give yourself a little introduction? I know I've talked quite a bit, Matt. Let us, uh, let us hear yeah, about you. Yeah, stop talking. It's more about me and less about you. <laughs> what up, everybody? Still, you know, really a true Chicago in here. Dave is really a Texas boy by heart, but that's okay. We'll let him into the club. Still live in Chicago, like Dave said. We're big Chicago fans. I love everything Chicago. I love the city. I love being here. I love the sports team with the good and the bad. Right now, very exciting with those Northsiders this year. Looking forward to some playoff baseball for the first time in seven years. It's just going to be exciting, and there's just a lot of lot of good going on right now. That's it. Chicago sports world that we get to talk about, and it's very. Very exciting to uh, to be a Chicago fan these days, especially after last Sunday. I know a lot of people were down on the Bears after their loss last Sunday, but I think that's a good segue into our talk for today. Yeah, um, definitely. And and you know what? Before we jump into that, I, something I'm really excited about is there is no way anyone is going to doubt if you're a Chicagoan or not with that awesome Chicago accent. So thanks for bringing that uh, to the party. <laughs> Anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, so jumping right in, I think one of the staples of staple segments we're going to have on this podcast is is the good and the bad of the previous week. So, Matt, why don't you start us off? I know you came up with a, a few things. Let's let's go with good first because I want to start this off on the right foot. And, yeah, let's um, keep it positive. Let's yeah. keep it positive. There's a lot to be negative about in life, and I think it's good to take the positive approach absolutely first. I was kind of segueing our conversation into just how ex- a lot of people were coming down on this last game this last 
Sunday, and you know, I thought it was—I actually personally thought it was pretty refreshing. For the first time in a long time, I got the sense like the Chicago Bears are going in the right direction, uh, similar to the way that Theo Epstein came in to the Chicago Cubs organization and brought in a new philosophy with the team. And never have we seen as a Chicago Bears fan a true coaching staff. And let me tell you, this world-class coaches on the sideline, you could really get the sense of that during the game. It was just, I recall looking over to my friend Brendan during the game and just saying, this is just refreshing. Yeah. That offensive coordinator, Adam Gase, is that how you pronounce it? I'm already yeah, screwing up on the right. podcast. I agree but... with you. I had really low expectations going into that game. So having the Bears game as a good might might. <laughs> get some people to ask questions about if we're we're homers or not here but I'm with you Matt it was a total different feeling after the game it was something of hope right Gase had a great game plan taking the ball out of Cutler's hands until the end of the game utilizing Forte a lot more than than we've seen in the past in the run game. I know he's been catching all sorts of passes the last few years, but it was great to see him just gain some yards on the ground. Oh, absolutely. Matt Forte was an absolute beast that whole entire game. The cuts that he, I mean, he was running like a 22-year-old. He was just all over the place, and it was it was awesome just seeing how involved he was all over the field. And the Packers, one of the reasons that you know a lot of people are excited about the Packers this year and calling them a Super Bowl favorite, but I, I I'm one to think that until you have the ability to stop the run and the Bears punched holes in them all day long in terms of the run game, and that was yeah. that was awesome. I agree with you. That's that's a definitely definitely probably their only flaw right now that I can think of outside of some injuries. But bringing it back to the good, I'm with you. I have the Bears on my good as well. And what I wrote down is the Bears weren't horrible. And that's a nice change. (laughs) That is. That's one of my points. If you go back to that game last year, I can't remember if it was home or away now. I'm blanking on that. But Bears were down. But Rodgers threw for, what is it, five touchdowns in the first half. The Bears were winning by three after the first half. Right, right. That's incredible. Who would have thought that was going to happen this game? They were in complete control of not only the tempo of the game, but of the clock. Great clock management that all came back to Chicago Bears football, which is running the football and not turning the ball over. Now, if we could just put that together with the defense, which is another story. Well, I'm really hoping that as our defense gets to know the new scheme, we'll develop, right? We have some some young guys on the the defense you know Eddie Goldman our second round draft pick I think has shown some some life so I'm hoping that as we develop and the defense continues to learn Nick Fangio's Vic Fangio's scheme will will improve right so I think it was a good start to the season obviously we would like to beat the Packers I hate the Packers I hate Aaron Rodgers he is Uh, such a smudge (laughs) Who want to call Jay Cutler a smug jerk, and I won't be one to discount that or discredit that, but I personally think Aaron Rodgers is worse. And maybe yeah. that's just me being biased, but right, right. I, I don't know. I'd like to say I'm, I have a pretty unbiased opinion 
And there is nothing better than seeing John Fox chewing that gum on the sideline and Aaron Rodgers bitching to the to the official and John Fox stepping right in and getting in Aaron Rodgers' face and telling them to back the F down. And you I know what? Rodgers Rodgers did. Down, Matt. That Rodgers him did. talk trash, yeah. He's like, get off the field and play some get back over there and play some <laughs> football, man. What he just chomping on his gum. And can you imagine Mark Tressman doing that last no, year? No, he, he would have Rodgers would have just laughed at him. He would have Dude, we got laughed at. Awesome. Just, I think that was a great first good. You got uh you have any more for us? Any good points for from last week? Just uh, back to Forte. I mean, that that I guess that's really nothing new, but we brought that up already. But I just I just well, he's got to end out his career on a bang, man, and that's that's a good start to this season. I mean, yeah, every every game that he plays, I hate to say it, but I'm starting to think in the back of my head. You know, he's 29 and. He's really pushing up towards the end of his career, and it's just just exciting seeing that. Yeah, you know, I turned to my brother during the game at some point and said, he hasn't made people miss like this in a couple years. I love Forte. I I wouldn't I would rather have him than probably any other back in the league just cuz he's a good guy. He's a hard worker, you know. Some of the the things that are outside of the football field, but he looked great. Yeah, I'm with you. What about Kyle Long? How do you think he uh how do you think he did over on the right side? Obviously, he had some lapses, but he had minimal practice. I'm sure behind closed doors he was practicing as a tackle, but they try to keep that a not-so-good secret. So I'm not worried about Kyle Long. He's a beast. He's an athlete. He works hard, and I am not worried about Kyle Long. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely got a lot of good physical attributes, no doubt about that. And a mental, right? He's the guy, no matter what's going on, if, if someone's trying to fight your quarterback, whom some people don't like, he's going to get in there and defend him, even if maybe he doesn't like him. And I I know they're friends, so I know he does like him. But he's just going to defend anybody wearing that blue jersey with GSH on the, on the sleeves, right? He's going to defend everyone on that team, and you got to love that about him. Yeah, he's a good teammate. Great. Well, here, let me, let me tell you about one of my goods, just to kind of shift... Uh, thoughts from the Bears, although I know we'll come back to them, and maybe once we get into the bad, we'll, we'll come back. But here's the shift gears here. The good, I don't think you. I think this is going to catch you by surprise. How about how well Javi Baez has been playing on the North? <laughs> and you know what else is exciting? Not only is Baez really showing a lot more plate discipline. Jorge Soler came off. Yeah, he came off the field today. Yeah, I'm. I'm Can you, you know, imagine I'm actually, that lineup, man? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm wondering god. where are we gonna put him? Or who's who's at bats is he going to take? They could put Castro at second, Rizzo at first, Russell at short, Baez at third. Put Brian out. He's a liability. Left freaking left field. Yeah. Fowler in center field. Solaire out in right, and then Schwarber could catch. <laughs> That's awesome. Here to kind of take a, away from from the good of hobby i was thinking about this the other day you just went ran through the probably the ideal if you were to go back a year or two and think in three or four years in 2016 what is the cubs projected lineup going to be and the fact that we're talking about that in 2015 being a possibility 
having Soler in there, having Baez along with Russell, who's like two years ahead of his time right now, is just he, amazing. Oh, Edison Russell, what a steal. Yeah. That kid has got so much poise, man. He's just he's just got swagger about himself. He just his defense and the way he handles himself at the plate and just how he just seems so wise beyond his years. It's same with Chris Bryan, man. He's uh he's got to cut down on the strikeouts a little bit, but he gets those big clutch hits, which uh, makes up for right some and, of and those he's big not, ass strikeouts at the plate. Wild pitches outside the strike zone. You know he has plate discipline. He does strike out a little bit too much, but I'll take those coming with the most RBIs on the team. Which is crazy. I just saw that. It was. I mean, that kind of snuck up on me. I just noticed that the other day. He's going past Rizzo, and what Rizzo has. Uh, it's got to have at least ten or fifteen games on him too. Yeah, I think it's like six or seven. But is it only six or seven? Okay. So, so to bring it back to to why I'm I I picked Javi as my number one good is you know I've uh, I know we were disappointed with him last year. He struck out a lot and and he's had a tough year. I know his sister passed away and then he broke a finger. So it's been really good to see him come up and and cut down on the strike zones, like you said. Watch the ball a little better. Not not swing at the crazy balls outside the strike zone (laughs) and then i always thought he was a good defender but he has just been so impressive over in third base i don't know who's got a who's got a bigger swing him or soler i mean they've got the most bat speed on that whole entire team brian's up there too but those man those guys yeah soler has got to be the strongest guy on that team so i'll i'll kind of keep it on the same terms and continue with baseball for my second good and and this is i guess more of relief than a good but how great has lester been lately i mean yeah he's really stepped it up (laughs) it was it was looking like a bust the first probably first five starts i think his last four or five starts he's been lights out we really needed him to step up to the plate against the the Pirates this week and shit. He came out for nine innings the other night when the Cubs needed him because that's it. There's that's no it. way Madden wanted anybody coming out of the bullpen that game. He just had enough of blown games, man. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. He came out in the ninth inning. Probably didn't want to do that. I mean, he was already over a hundred pitches after eight innings and um, two one ball game, and he came out, man, and he and then he struck out the final yeah. batter, I believe. I think he was under one twenty for the game, which isn't terrible. I think these days it's you know you want to probably stay under 120 but that was so good to see and and you know what i've i've heard we signed lester to be that guy in october right in the big games and this is his time right so so do you think he should begin the the ball no. and uh the no the, i know where the, you're going with the that. wild card game no sir i hey, think you never know though the cubs might be able to catch those three game series this weekend it all goes back you know what was a you know what was a big loss recently was that game three against the Cards, man. We right. had them right where we needed them to be. We were up 3-1, and then Pedro Strope just couldn't couldn't hold on, man. But, no, it's all right. I think, uh, like the Bears on this last Sunday and the Cubs this season, and as you were alluding to 2016, this is, uh, maybe we're getting a little greedy, but I'd say uh, this is definitely far and exceeded my expectations on this season. Yeah, definitely. And, I'll uh, tell you a little story of a, a friend who frequents Vegas very often, and uh, on his last trip, uh, 
actually the one of his last trips here before the baseball season started i asked him to place a bet for the cubs to win the world series in 2016 and he for some reason thought it was 2015 so he placed the bet for the cubs winning 2015 and when he gave me the ticket i'm like oh man that's that's wasted money we have no chance i'm feeling do you, a lot better do you still have the ticket yeah i still have it it's hanging on my wall. I have. Uh, <laughs> I feel a lot better about it. Going back to that Lester, he's been great, and you know I, I won't go into my third good because we talked about it. Is the Bears weren't weren't horrible? Do you kind of switch back to you and ask if you have uh, any other goods? Good is just Chicago hot dogs, man. What can I say? Oh man. Still, still eating those babies up, man. That's great. Just, Actually, let me tell you a little something that Austin just got and went downtown. I won't tell you which place. But think about one of the probably three most popular deep dish pizza establishments, and we won't name them. Austin, downtown Austin, now has a legitimate deep dish pizza options so went down there and picked up two pies for that package <laughs> this weekend sounds real good right so we'll transition over to the bad and, and to the bad yeah. the ugly and oh man i'll go ahead and start it off because yeah man i'm just looking at it on my notes right here and i'm thinking about it and i just it's the same old cutler you know <laughs> he plays well for three quarters and then just when we need him to step up and make a play, what does he do? Throws he an interception. What the bad man? I will. I will say this much. I look. I rewatched that play and rewatched the game. The play that Matthews gets on that specific throw was just amazing. He was up in the B gap, I believe, looking like he was gonna blitz and came all the way across the the field either he's just amazing or cutler just telegraphed it to him so i want to give cutler the benefit of the doubt but i don't think he's he's earned it <laughs> yeah it's uh, i mentioned this earlier in the game and i think this is a tendency for jay cutler in his career it's like an attractive woman walking into a room <laughs> what do you do you're uh, you're a young man and you're salvating and you're just Eyeing that attractive young lady that just walked into the room. I swear he looks every single passing play. He's just he's staring down the receiver, and I it just little things like that. And you know, it finally bit him in the ass at the end. You you got to be able to uh, to work the field and at least act like you're gonna spread the football around. I mean, he yeah. knew if, right when he snapped that ball, he was gonna be passing it to Bennett. And, and we have the weapons, as an right? all-pro uh, linebacker for a reason, man. He, we, he can't. You can't pull that shit on him. It's just not going to work. We have the weapons, so Cutler is not, you know, in the past, like before we had Alshon and before we had Marty, he was just looking at over at Brandon Marshall all day long, right? He doesn't <laughs> need to do that anymore. He has great receivers. All right, maybe take it back. He has one great receiver, and I think... Yeah, I wish Royal Kevin White be, was out there. <laughs> yeah, and Royal could be good, and we have a top-tier tight end, and the, probably the best catching running back in the league. So he doesn't need to, to stare it down. Maybe what we can do, and maybe what Adam Gase is going to start doing, is take away half the field so that he's not looking at everyone and maybe concentrating on two or three options. So that's my first bad. I'll um, I'll, I'll actually l let you go ahead and take one of your, your bads and see where we go there. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Like we said, we want to keep this 
positive as much as possible, at least I think, but there's always a few bads. Let me tell you, it's, it seems like the, the Bears are at least going in this direction. And this is even on both sides of the football. Games are won in the trenches, man. I just It really dawned on me in late in the second quarter, maybe third quarter. There was, I don't think the Bears hit Aaron Rodgers once. Yeah. And I, I believe in some of these players that the Bears have drafted of late on the defensive line. But the one thing that really gets me, it seems like Aaron Rodgers could just sit back in the pocket all day. That's what makes a good quarterback, or one of the things that really helps out a quarterback is the ability to have time and sit back in the pocket and start to think about a throw. Let me lead that into my next bad, which is very relate. It's very related, but on the flip side to the offensive line. But it's there's a lot of bads within what led up to this play. It was that it was about what nine minutes left in the fourth quarter bears are down by eight they get first and goal and what do they do they go all seattle seahawks on our ass <laughs> and they pass the ball four times after what forte is up 150 plus yards yeah. rushing all day and we're running all over them all right and then we get the fourth and goal and i look over to my friend adam I said adam are they really coming out onto the field there's still seven and a half minutes left in this game we've got two timeouts left and we're gonna go for fourth and goal take the three points i'm sorry take the points when they're available to you keep the momentum going i don't know maybe john fox thinks otherwise obviously he does because they went for maybe that wasn't his call i don't know but that leads into the whole point where it was kind of a whole end around here that's one of the bad points we're going back to my other bad point about things being lost in the trenches and i'm sorry you don't go for it and fourth and goal after you've been getting schooled all day your offensive line no time what do the packers do which they don't do often is they freaking Blitzed the Bears on that play, and Cutler was dead in the water, man. If you want to say, what is Cutler thinking? I'll tell you what he's thinking. They what? They had like seven guys stacked there, and they just all came at him. And they don't. Where's the running back to freaking pick up the blitz? And he just throws it up. And I believe it was Eddie Roy on that play. He didn't wasn't gonna be able to get that ball. And then right there, that's fourth. That's four and out. To me, that was just frustrating. They didn't run the football at least once or twice during that series, and they went for a passing play on, on fourth and goal. Uh, you got to take the three points. I'm sorry. Um, maybe that's conservative, but the Bears have been playing pretty decently throughout the day. Maybe he's getting a little concerned about their defense. I don't know. That being John Fox, and didn't think that they were gonna get the opportunity back. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I think, no, I, I think, think, I think you, you segue both of your bads into, into a good place. So I'll start with what you talked about the D line. I, I had that exact same thought. Have we hit Rogers today? I no. was really hoping Pernell McPhee was going to show up and show why we, you know, we dished out that cash for him this year. Just another guy out on the field, man. Yeah. Yeah, and and to talk about the the offensive line and and I you know I I was with you. We've been running on these guys all day long, and all of a sudden we're going to pass when we need to score. Let me ask you to take a step back and think about this, right? Last year, Fox and Gase had were on the same team. They played. They were in the Broncos coaching staff, and they had a different quarterback. And I think this is going to be the difference for them, right? Everyone thinks that Gase is a 
offensive genius and you know I, I think his game plan was good but in cases like this where maybe he calls a pass in the past whenever he was with the Broncos and and Peyton would come up there and, and look at everything and say you know what this pass isn't good and he would hand the ball off to Hellman or Anderson and they would score right so I think that's going to be the difference they're going to have to take a step back and say if our play doesn't look good on paper Odds are this quarterback's probably just going to run with it, especially if it's a pass. You know what I'm saying? I think he needs to. Uh, I think we need to maybe take those options out of out of Cutler and go the safe route. There's nothing like paying a quarterback twenty million dollars a year to go the safe route. Yeah, man, I'm with you on that. So I'll um, I'll go to my my bad just to segue away from the Bears. You got me all depressed now. Is I feel really good about the Cubs going into the playoffs because we're we're not going to need all five of our starters, right? The main question is, and I'm gonna use this as a bad is who the heck is our number three starter. Well, before Jason Hamill got injured with uh, that hammy, I would have said that Jason Hamill was pitching pretty well. He didn't curge. He just keeps getting to that sixth inning, and he, seventh inning, he just falls apart. But I don't know. That's one one uh, dark spot on the, uh, the Cubs over there. You know, I guess we could take the loss, right? If, if Arietta and Lester continue to pitch lights out, take the loss in game three and then come back and win four and five right move on to the next series but it really worries me that you know i like you before the all-star all-star break i thought we have three solid starters here but right as of late it's falling apart hey 2001 Diamondbacks. Is that 2001 Diamondbacks or whatever year they won? They beat John, the Yankees. John Cena and Schilling. Yeah. Hey, they did it with the one-two punch. I think they had like Miguel Batista or something starting number three. I don't know. Check that. We got to we gotta fact check some of this uh, stuff. I'm just we'll pulling names out. I'm just pulling names out of my podcast. Right. But I'll tell you what. These these Cubs, these kids can play. And it's I'll go back to the word, the buzzword I've been using these days is refreshing. It's just exciting to see them in the race. They're going to be around for years to come. They're building the team from the right, the ground up the right way. They're creating philosophical viewpoints of playing baseball. They're putting, they built a beautiful facility down south. And I'm talking about the south side. I'm talking down in, was it the Dominican? Yep, yep. Beautiful facility, and you need that. It starts all from talent. you got to have that pipeline, and you get, they're taking it right from the Cardinals. So I hate to say it, they're taking it right from the Cardinals playbook, but next man up, man. Next man up, and you got to have that pipeline full. You can't be so reliant on, on one player to carry the load. People get injured, and people get cold. you got to be ready for the next man up, and... Up and down through that organization now, they've they've got, I'd say without the exception of starting pitching, they've got a lot of talent coming up. That's yeah, I agree. It, refreshing is a great, great word, Matt. That's what I'm really hanging to is Madden is awesome. You know, we have two, three great coaches in this city. Joe Quinville, who's a proven commodity. We have Fox, who's been in he's there. got the stash, man. He's yeah. got the stash. Yeah, we just need to get Fox to grow out a stash, and we'll be good to go. Absolutely. So I think that covers the, the good and bad from last week. I think sticking with your word, refreshing, 
I'm a I'm a big wagerer, if you if you may, and I like to to bet skittles here and there with some friends. I think a, a segment that we're gonna have moving forward is I'm gonna recommend if you are one who likes to partake in in wagering a uh, couple candy bars with some friends, maybe and, a Snickers. Yeah, you know some candy bars. I'm uh, going to have a weekly recommendation, and for, for this week, I'm seeing that New England is getting half a point against Buffalo. And oh, wow. I know Buffalo played the Colts strong last week. Oh, man, I just think that the Patriots are, are on a mission this year, and I don't think they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills by less than one point. If you are a betting person, I, I will give you my lock of the week. Take the Patriots minus the half point. That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, Gronkowski, Brady... That's going to be a wrecking crew this year. For all you fantasy football guys out there this year, Gronkowski, he could be up there in the in terms of total points. Not only at tight ends, I think that's a given. I mean, if he's healthy and he's out there playing, he's, he's, he's going to run away with that. But where I'm going is he's going to be in the top three in terms of total points at the wide receiver position. I'm with you. I'm with you. And moving on. Let's get some survivor picks in. We're going to pick one every week. Hopefully Matt and I make it all the way to week 16. There's some good games. I think week one was really tough because you didn't know what to expect. Luckily, we're starting this year after week one and looking at week two. What are you looking at? Who's going to be your, your pick for the week? This is a tough week, Dave, just like week one. But I'll tell you what. Maybe I've been drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too much. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dolphins will win that football game, and I'm, I'm hopefully that that's an easy one. That hopefully doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. The Dolphins have a uh, pretty good football team this year, and I think they'll, they'll be. Right, well, I'll take them in week two, man. It's in the books. Matt picked the Dolphins, and I agree with you. And that's not going to be my pick. I'm in two different survivor leagues, and I have the Dolphins in one. So I agree with you. I think playing against the Jaguars is your safe bet. I actually had the Panthers in week one against. The- <laughs> against the Jaguars. <laughs> so, Jaguars. Back to the Bears a little bit while we're talking, you know, talking about the Jaguars and bad teams in the NFL. USA Today came out with Bears as having the worst record in the NFL this year. That's just stupid. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars, one word. It's all, or two words is all you got to say. Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, God. How could they? How could the Bears be worse than the Jaguars? Yeah, I just got that going. That that just reminded me of. Or you know, we can skip forward to our next segment. I'll come back to my pick. But talking about the Bears being good this year, or better than expected, better than the Jaguars, better than three and thirteen. Have you thought about what kind of record we could end up with? I'm saying anywhere from seven and nine to nine and seven. I can see it being right there at the cusp of mediocrity. We're on the same page. I, I looked through it the other day, went through the schedule after week one, right? So so with this renewed semi-confidence, I think we'll end up 9-7. and seven. I don't think that will get us into the playoffs, but that's better than 3-13, and 13, don't you think? I, I just can't see 3-13. and 13. I'm sorry, the Bears are just not a 3-13 and 13 team. And they had a bad record last year, 5-11, and 11, really because of one man. 
and he's no longer with the team anymore. Putting last week into the books and moving on to this week, I'll, I'll give you my pick for Survivor. And yeah, like I said, I, I agree with you on the Dolphins. The other obvious pick here is the team that is playing against Lovey, New Orleans Saints. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I think that another down team the, that's going to be worse than the Bears this year. Yeah, I think that the people are down on the Saints because of last year and then the loss of the Cardinals, who I think are a pretty good team. Oh man, I don't, I don't see New Orleans and a fellow Austinite Drew Brees losing, losing to Lovey. That's my pick for the week. It's in the books. You're going with the Dolphins. I'm going with the Saints, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if either one of us makes it to Week Three. Excellent. And I got some news for all you people out there tomorrow. Keep an eye out for me. I'll be at the Cubs game on Saturday, and I'll be tailgating and going to the game on Sunday. So we actually, between the the two of us, we have Bears season tickets and a couple sets of, of Cubs season tickets with your brother and my brother. So even though I'm in Austin, you'll you're likely to see me walk on Addison and get into a Cubs game and and Matt is uh definitely going to be all at all all the home games I assume <laughs> at least at the tailgates right I'll be tailgating on Sunday I'll be putting a few of those brats down baby awesome awesome so let's look look it's in the in the next week and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm I'm excited about or what I look forward to I really I have two things one is yeah, can the Bears, like you said, can the Bears' defense show up? Can we play a little bit better and improve? That's what I'm looking forward to is to see if the Bears can can continue to improve. And I think improving from last week could result in a win. It's going to be, I, I think the, the Bears are playing another uh, another playoff team. I think the Cardinals are a good football team. Carson Palmer's back, and I'm big on the Cardinals, like the Dolphins I mentioned earlier. I'm, I'm big on the Cardinals this year. I think they had a great team last year, and they did it with a carousel at the quarterback position. Right. So it's yeah. going to be tough. The Bears have, have got to put pressure on the quarterback. You've got to get him to make quick decisions. And when you start to make quick decisions, you generally start to make bad decisions. Yeah, and we've they, seen that. we need to get some turnovers, man. We need some Bears football. We need to get uh, up on the differential there in the uh, turnover category. And I think that all starts with the defensive line getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we definitely will have a chance. And, and uh, to talk about next week, I think another really big week for the Cubs, right? We've played an amazing, and by you know, I keep on saying we because we're such big fans of the team here. Matt, but St. Louis this weekend. We get Milwaukee next week. We need really need to take all three of those games, have that off day on Thursday, and get ready to take on the Pirates at home. This this next week, I think, is probably the most important week of the entire year for us. It's going to be a fun one. You know, I think that really does it for for our first podcast. I have a a couple of teasers for next week, some things I've I've come up with and get people to come back and listen to week two. But one of my pet peeves, Matt, is people who are not true fans of a specific team. You know, the bandwagon jumpers, people that... Uh, Would it be weird if I told you that I'm wearing a New England Patriot jersey right now? I was yeah. just trying to think of a team. See, I don't even see that's how bad I am. I don't even I don't, can't even think of a team because there's no other teams right. out there to exactly. even think about. So, so for next week, I'd, I'd have to kick my own ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, for next week, I have uh, I came up with a list of the rules of fandom and why you can be a fan, why you can't be a fan. And, you know, there are the few times where maybe you change teams. So that's what we'll talk about next week. The rules of fandom, again, we'll go through our good and bad. We'll talk about some of our uh, our survivor picks, and hopefully those uh, my uh, suggestion to the Patriots works out for everyone out there. And we're going to have a Twitter account that uh, will go along with the podcast and Matt will be able to tweet his location. Oh, sh- from his I got oh, to gotta get Twitter. Don't tell anybody on Twitter. <laughs> kind of old school, man. I don't do this new football thing. I don't have Twitter. I still pee standing up. We're going to do that. We'll have a Twitter out there by next week. We'll let you know what our Twitter is. But get ready for fun football season. I know we're 0-1, but we're both optimistic. And we'll see you guys back here next week for the North of 18th podcast. Good night, everybody.